madness It's called us to be There's a place where your love Has captured our hearts You have called us out of darkness Into your glorious light We've been made free And that's how we Hello everyone, it's a beautiful fun day and it's Adeni Kedada. Um, today I'll be sharing from a material that has really blessed me and it's um, actually written by uh, Brother Hagen. Okay, you can title it our Confessions Rulers. Now, a spiritual law too few of us realizes our confessions, that is the words we speak or what we say, actually rule us. When you use the word confession, people instinctively think of confessing sin. And the Bible does say, if we confess our sins, it's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is 1 John 1, 9. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. But that is a negative side of confession. The Bible has much more to say about the positive side. That is the confession of our faith. So you... um. Looking at the book of Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10, it reads that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This does not refer to confessing sin. This is confessing Jesus. In his heart, man believes. And with his mouth, he confesses that Jesus is his Lord. So you don't just only believe. You need to believe and confess. You believe and speak forth. You believe and speak words. Confess the Lordship of Jesus. That's how to be saved. Now, Proverbs chapter 6 verse 2 reads, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. What you say is your confession. And our confessions, the words we speak, rule us. That was what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three. Remember when he cursed the, the fig tree and his disciples were really like astonished. Oh, the fig tree, you know, had dried up from the root. And Jesus said, for verily, verily, uh, for verily, I say unto you, reading from Mark 11, chapter, uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. For verily, I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, let's meditate on these words of Jesus a little more. Whosoever shall say, that's whoever, and shall not doubt in his heart. You speak without a doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Did Jesus know what he was talking about? Or was he just the words of an irresponsible dreamer? No, they are not just words of a dreamer. Jesus meant exactly what he said. And what did he say you were going to have? 
you will have exactly what you say. If you really believe a thing, whether positive or negative, and you say it with your mouth, you will really have it. Jesus said you would. It's always with the heart man believes and with the mouth that confession is made unto the provisions of God. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. For example, regarding healing, you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, that he bore everything, he bore your sicknesses and diseases, and you confess with your mouth that by whose stripes you were healed. The same goes for everything, for safety, for preservation, for protection, for provision, any form of provision, God's blessings. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, with, with your mouth. Notice how these two phrases from God's word say the same thing in different words. With the mouth, confession is made unto. That's Romans chapter 10 verse 10. And Another one is, he shall have whatsoever he saith. That's Mark eleven twenty three. Now, looking at the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, um, which says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. The same Greek word translated profession here is actually translated elsewhere in the King James as confession. Modern translations render it confession. Let us hold fast our confession. Hold fast saying the same thing that God has said concerning us. Christians are told here. Okay. Now, what is the confession we are to hold fast to? We are actually to hold fast to the confession that um, the confession of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to all hold fast to the confession of our faith in God, our Heavenly Father. And we are also to hold fast to the confession of our faith in the Word of God. But majority of Christians, though sincere, are really weak. And why? Why are Christians, majority of Christians weak? This is because they never really dared confess what God's Word says about them. They have never dared confess that they are what the Bible says they are, or that they are who the Bible says they are or that they have what the Bible says they have. In fact, many Christians maintain a wrong confession. Instead of holding fast to what God has said concerning them, which is the right confession, they keep talking about the defeats they are facing, how things are not working right, how um, sick they are, they are, how maybe they might even die, how everybody in their family has this kind of disease, how money is not coming. How, what battle they are facing, how the devil is, you know, on the roof chasing them or how things are not working. And when Christians make such confessions, you're stopping the power of God from working on your behalf. That's what happens. I know folks wouldn't do it if they really knew what they were doing. But that kind of confession is an unconscious declaration that God, our Heavenly Father, is a failure. God is not a failure. Defeat is not and is never from God. When you talk about defeat, you're talking about the works of the devil. God did not intend that the church should be defeated. He said that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Who is the church? The church is the body of Christ. We are the church, Christians. 
We are the church. We are the body of Christ. The gates of hell will not prevail against us. Now, another thing is testimony. We should learn to testify. Testimony is actually a part of um, the faith life. If you want to develop robust faith, you want your faith to be great, then you need to continually tell what the Lord is doing for you. The more you talk about it, the more really becomes to you. The less you talk about it, the less real. Faith is actually like love. Imagine the love between a husband and a wife. The more you talk about your love for your spouse, the, the more really becomes to you. The more it grows. And the more you talk about how awful they are, they, are, they are to you, how it's not working, the more real that is going to be to you as well. So you need to man maintain your confession and consistently maintain the testimony of your love for one, one another for it to be real to you. If you'll notice carefully the life of Jesus, you'll find that from the beginning of his public ministry until... He was led to the cross. He was always talking about who he was, what he was called to do, his mission in life. He constantly spoke about that. For instance, he said, I came forth from my father and I'm come into the world. And again, I leave the world and go to my father. That's from John chapter 16 verse 28. This was a fourfold confession. He covers his life from the incarnation to the ascension where he ascended to heaven. One of the boldest um, confessions Jesus made was that he that has seen him has seen the father. What a bold confession. That's from John chapter 14 verse 9. If you want to see the father, look on me. In John 12, it is recorded that he said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Let me say it again. Jesus constantly confessed who he was when he was on earth and his mission on earth. Yes, someone might say, well, that is Jesus. That's Jesus. But I know, I know it's Jesus. And the Bible teaches that Jesus left us as an example that we should follow. We should actually follow in his steps. You should constantly be confessing who you are. I don't mean who you are as in the natural, in the flesh, that um, Adenike, the, the, the uh, dada um, that lives on this street, on that street, or I'm um, John Doe. No. Who lives on, on such and such a street? No, that's not what I'm talking about. But who you are according to the word of God. That's the confession we are to hold on to. Who you are according to the word of God. People um, often ask how they should read the Bible. How can you find out what is yours in the Bible? How do you know what to confess? If we keep saying confessing the word, confessing the word, what is that word that you are confessing? You are actually digging. We are advised actually to um. Start from the epistles because the epistles are the letters written to us, written to the church. As a Christian, as a believer, you read through the New Testament, primarily the epistles, like I said, and they are the letters written to the church, written to believers. 
And as you read, you look for expressions such as in Christ, in him, in whom, through whom. So when you read that, that is talking about you, who you are in Christ. For example, 2 Corinthians actually says, Therefore, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So your confession can be, I am a new creature in Christ. I am a new creation being. I have the life of God, the nature of God, the love nature of God, and God's ability in me. That should be your confession, that I am a child of God. So if anything comes to try to dissuade you or try to like bring you down that are you sure you are the child of are you a child of God? Huh? You call yourself a Christian. Why would you do such and such? You can easily say that I am a new creature. I am born of God. I am a child of God. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 talks about a new creature in Christ. You are in Christ. Then Acts 17, Acts chapter 17, verse 28, the latter part says, In him we live and move and have our being. Imagine you living in him, moving in him, and having your being in him. You're made for life. You're protected. If you are living in Christ, nothing can harm you. Nothing can hurt you. You have ability. You can do all things. You can face anything. You have strength for impossible tasks. So you can say, in him I live and move and have my being. I am protected. I am fortified. No evil shall befall me. I live in him. I have strength for the impossible task. You can say that to yourself over and over because that is what the word of God says about you. So you say the same thing about yourself. Another, ver another um, book you can look at is Ephesians chapter 2 verse, verse 10. Talking about you being the workmanship, the handy, um, handy work of God. You're God's workmanship. You've been created, made anew. So you can say that. I'm the workmanship. I am his workmanship. He made me a new creation. You are a new creation. So you say that consistently to yourself. Now, you can look at um, the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 1, that says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. You're born again. You've, give, you've accepted Jesus as your Lord. Remember we said man is a three-dimensional being. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. So when you get born again, whatever thing you did in the past, the devil might try to bring pictures of that. that oh, you that you did this last year, you that you did that. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to you because you are right now, you are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation to you. So you can tell the devil, you say there is therefore now no condemnation to me because right now I am in Christ Jesus. Be gone, Satan. There is no form of condemnation to you. That is what the Bible says. That is what you say. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 17. For 
If by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. We have been made to reign in life. Jesus is your Lord and Savior. If you are born again, you are a believer, you are meant to reign in life. You are meant to have dominion over situations, over circumstances. You are meant to rule and reign. The Bible says we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power, might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So you can say that I am seated with Christ. I reign as a king in my domain in this life. I have received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. That should be your confession because of what the word of God says. Colossians 1, that's another book we can look at. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? You're born again. You're out there. You've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You are a Christian. You are a believer. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. And you're not only delivered, you are translated into God's um, kingdom, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of peace, the kingdom of joy. So the devil can no longer lord it over you. Circumstances can no longer lord it over you. Sickness can no longer lord it over you. Diseases of any kind can no longer lord it over you. Lack can no longer lord it over you. Adverse circumstances can no longer lord it over you because you have been delivered from the power of darkness and you are now translated into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of light. So you keep saying that to yourself. I am delivered from the power of darkness and I have been translated into the kingdom of God's son. Another scripture you can look at is first Peter 2 24 that reads who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Ye were, not by whose stripes you will be healed. No, we were. That's past tense. It happened in the past. About 2,000 years ago, by whose stripes we were healed. So we don't have to battle any sickness or any disease. Jesus Christ bore it. And what Jesus bore, we don't have to bear. He bore it already. He bore our sins. He bore our sicknesses and diseases that we might not bear it. That we might not bear it. That we might be free. That we might stand, stand in health, divine health. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 2, that for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. You can say that there's a new law at work in me now. It is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That law has actually made me free. I've been made free from the law of sin and death. You say that to yourself. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is at work in me now. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is at work in me now. I'm full of life. In my pathway is life and there is no death. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in James chapter 4 verse 7 that you submit yourself to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
Submit yourselves to God. Submit yourselves to the word of God. Resist the devil and he will run as in terror from you. That's what the Bible says. You have authority over the devil. You have authority over circumstances, over negative situations. Don't let those thoughts uh, uh, remain on your mind and taunt you and hunt you down. No, don't allow those thoughts. You have authority even in your thought life. Just like the birds that fly in the air. You cannot stop birds from flying in the air, but you can stop them from perching on your head. The same way, thoughts might come, but you don't allow thoughts. Thoughts. You have authority over the kind of thoughts you take. So when the devil is trying to bring thoughts of discouragement, or discouragements, thoughts of um, of lack of peace thoughts of fear you stand your ground and say no i refuse to take those thoughts be gone satan in the name of the lord jesus god wants us to enjoy his best another book that's first john chapter 4 verse 4 says ye are of god little children and i've overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world the greater one is in you so you can say, because I am in Christ, the greater one lives in me, is greater than the devil, greater than disease, greater than circumstances, greater than fear, greater than anything that is negative in the world. I have the greater one living in me. He lives big in me. He puts me over situations and circumstances of life. That is what God wants us to do. Confess his word. Say the same thing that he has said concerning us. You say it in line with his word. No matter what you see in the natural. No matter what your physical senses can, um, what your physical senses tell you. You hold on to what God's word says. And God's word will always prevail. The Bible says his word is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. So we say the same thing in consent with God. What God has said concerning you, that is what you keep saying. Keep saying to yourself. Keep saying about yourself. And you'll always walk in victory because God wants us to walk in victory. We are victors. We are more than conquerors in the name of the Lord Jesus. So if you're out there, you're not born again. You've not made Jesus your Lord and Savior. And you would like to say to do so. You can say these prayers from the bottom of your heart, meaning it from your heart. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I thank you for Jesus died. He was buried and he rose again for my justification. I accept Jesus right now as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior right now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said those prayers, simple prayer, you're welcome to the body of Christ. You're born again. You're part of the family of God. So you go into the word and feed your spirit, man. Get to know what God has provided for you so you can walk in the fullness of his blessings for you. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for joining me today. Next week is another time. It's Adenikedada. Stay blessed.
Free. 